right, KISS Army. Welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. We hope that you enjoy. 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 Welcome to episode 323 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, admin on the KISS FAQ cesspool message board dumpster fire thing. Today I'm suffocating in Northern California with 69th Blizzard Ken. Yep. <laughs> and St. Louis Smoke. Kiss Lonnie, who's got nice clean air. Nice out here. Yeah. Midwest. And, yeah, rub it in. And someone else from the Midwest, Catboy, Alive Catman, Andrew Scambatti, film also, producer, director, screenwriter. Also very easy to breathe here. <laughs> Until you pass gas, in which case. <laughs> this you told me this was going to be the no fart show because then if it's the fart show, then I got to answer. Then I got to ask the question that you know when you do fart, you do like the smell of your own farts. So don't don't start. Andrew's, and we're off. And Andrew's already picked up the shovel and he's running with it. So there you go. There. I don't know what we're really doing for a show today. I think we'll start. You know, I want to pimp a few of the episodes that we've done recently. Ken and I got together and did a, a bonus episode for Labor Day, just some lighthearted topics, which we actually went a little bit longer than I thought we were, just picking some random stuff to mm-hmm. talk about. But that was when it was only hot in Northern California before the smoke settled over us. So um, there'll be probably a little bit less talking today. Andrew and I, of course, got together a couple days before that and interviewed Eric Turner from Warns uh, for his involvement in the Kistry 2 project opening for Paul Stanley and a variety of other topics. And then the other Ken, Ken Mills, the mighty Ken Mills, the voice. Podfather. Uh, the podfather of rock and roll podcast. And I dropped early, because we weren't going to do it until next week, the Ace Freely, Freely documentary that we've been working on for quite a long time um so that's the third episode in the what do we call it the podcast refocused because it's not the album the kiss album focus read out loud because that would be too painful with the typos <laughs> it's actually <laughs> i don't know if it'd be painful for the typos. No, trust me i tried when we but talked like, about doing this i went back to the album focus chapters and i started reading it into the microphone and it became painful i'm like oh my god i don't write like this anymore it was like verbal bug spray it just came in and killed that conversation that's what it was <laughs> yep hey but hold on let's but i mean we're 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 obviously had a, real, a bunch of really great episodes, but what is today? Today is the 45th anniversary of the release of Kiss Alive. Yay. It's Kiss yeah. Alive Day. Yeah. And actually, probably why we're all still here. I, I know we all enjoy those early Kiss records. I know I certainly do. I know the band certainly does. <coughs> but I think the success of Kiss Alive kind of gave Kiss that longevity that we've all become accustomed to. And I think without Kiss Alive, it's possible that we may not be talking about Kiss in 2020, or Kiss may not be around in 2020. So who knows? I mean, this was their first gold record, and then again, it was their first platinum record, but it was kind of their first taste of success. I'm not going to say taste of platinum because we're not talking about double platinum, the promotional record, but it, it, was, kind of their, it was kind of their first taste of mainstream success. And what I mean by that is, Back in the early 70s and even in the 60s, even back in the 50s and maybe even a little bit into the mid 70s, having a hit record was way more important than having a top grossing tour. The money you did make money touring, especially rock bands made money touring, but that really wasn't how bands made their living at the time. Bands made their living at the time selling records and tours were excuses to sell records. You go see a band on tour and then you go buy the album. That's that's just how it worked. So although Kiss may have been a a good drawing concert act at that time, this was their first dip into having a hit record and having their record sell well. So uh, what's your guys' first memories? What's your guys'? Uh, so what are your first memories of Kiss Alive? Interesting. Well... I'll chime in. Um, 
Kiss Alive, my first memory is probably after Alive 2 and then after buying Double Platinum and probably a couple other, um, you know, so, uh, regular albums, studio albums, and the solo albums. I probably got Alive. It was probably one of the later ones I got out of that first, out of the 70s group of albums. Uh, I think I got it before I, uh, before, I'm sure I got it before Dynasty came out. So I probably got it around 78, I'm guessing. Um, and then hearing it, I thought, oh, this sounds, you know, quite different from Alive 2, which was my first album. Um, so I thought, oh, I said, well, this one actually sounds pretty darn, you know, sounds more live to me, uh, I guess, if you can even say that. Um, but it, it sounded uh, like a better recording. Well done. Uh, and the songs, I realized the songs, which I hadn't seen Kiss yet live in concert or even on any bootlegs or anything like that yet. I didn't know what they sounded like live other than live too. Uh, I said, oh, this is this might be how they sound live. And those songs that were on the other albums I bought, like uh, the first Kiss album, Hotter Than Hell, you know, Just to Kill, uh, those, a lot of those songs sounded better live, which, you know, which I was like, oh, you know what? This song is a lot better than it was on whatever so-and-so album. So... Yeah, I thought it was a it was cool from that standpoint that I got a lot of songs that you know I thought were already pretty good, but they sounded even better live. And I said, oh, so that got me excited for it when I was going to finally see them live later on in '79. Well, Lonnie, I know it's not revenge, but <laughs> it is not revenge. But my first memory of Kiss Alive was going to a record store at the mall. Yes, they used to have record stores at malls. There used to be malls. There used to be malls. That were open. <laughs> right. So, and I had, my, my brother and I, you know, we, we had a couple of, of tapes to ourselves. Like, we had Destroyer Creatures and we, we might have had Smashes and Thrashes, Smashes, Thrashes and Hits by then. And I remember just going to the record store and looking at the records and seeing alive and like looking at that cover and just being just blown away that this is what this band looks like live. Cause I mean, I, I had creatures and I had destroyer. We might have, like I said, I might have smashed the stashes and hits, but in those album, in those, you know, tape death tapes, there was no pictures of the band live. And I visually, I literally remember looking at that album. And thinking, holy shit, this is what this band looks at, looks like at a concert. And just and just being mesmerized and looking at it, you know, and then flipping it over and seeing, you know, the crowd at Cobo Hall and just be like and and just not knowing what, what to think about it even for the for the first few minutes looking at it, just being amazed by it. And then, you know, looking through more albums, you know, and seeing, you know, Alive Two and things like that as well. But but Alive just really struck me. It was visually of that cover is the first thing I remember. And, you know, and then looking at the back of the track listings, Oh, Deuce. Well, we have Deuce on, you know, smashes. We have strutter that, you know, Oh, you know, but I didn't have a lot of those songs. And that's my first me- my first actual memory of it. And I didn't buy it that day because it, you know, I'm like nine years old, I, nine years old. I didn't have the money to buy it. My parents aren't buying me kiss albums. Come on. So I had this, I had to wait. And then I finally got it. And just, you know, every we've all seen that little cartoon meme of like someone sitting at the record, you know, with their headphones on and either they're looking at Destroyer or Alive or something and they go, remember your first time. I remember my first time listening to Alive in my bedroom and it it does. And it still to this day just feels like you're there. And I don't think any not not only any other Kiss Live album, but no live album, in my opinion, really captures the feeling of being there like kiss alive does in my opinion. And maybe I'm biased cause I'm, you know, super nerdy kiss fan, but in my opinion, no other album captures that essence of what it feels like, especially when you listen to that album on headphones, there's nothing like listening to that album on headphones. 
yeah, just put the headphones on, turn down the lights, turn up the volume, and drop the needle. Yeah, I, I'm like Ken in that, you know, obviously with becoming a fan later, though obviously much later than him, I went back and I looked for value when buying the back catalog. So again, I have no idea what order I bought the albums in. I know I got double platinum because it had a lot of songs on it. And the same probably applied with Alive uh, because it also had a lot of songs on it, but it had one other thing, a very cool album cover that mm -hmm. catches the eye and again i was buying 1985 polygram cassette so it was tiny um to this day it's my kiss desert island disc if i'm getting stranded on an island with one kiss album it's going to be alive it doesn't matter that i was a fan of asylum and i love the album because of its personal connection if i want to have a listening experience to all eternity with kiss it's going to be alive. It is the best representation of them live in concert for me, um, electrically, properly electrically, because we always uh, say how good MTV Unplugged sounds as an album. But in terms of the full bombast being delivered through the headphones, it is as near to perfection as you can get. And I think I agree with Lonnie. I really can't think of too many live albums by any band that come anywhere near delivering what we know a KISS concert to be and what we probably imagine it was like in 1975 for those of us who weren't there at the time. Um, it really does get you close. In terms of the importance of the album, obviously, as Andrew mentioned, you know, it saved KISS. It saved Casablanca. It did a lot of things um, that resonate, that were still talking about to this day we're doing a podcast about kiss on a weekly basis as do half a dozen or more other shows so think of what it has inspired think of what that album cover still inspires or how it was given to the library of congress as one of the most important records in american pop culture to be preserved for eternity and that was a completely nonpartisan decision to put it there so that really puts it in the pantheon of very good company but when you're talking about poets like bob dylan and kiss alive it sounds good in the same sentence regardless of what you think of you know one or the other simon and garfunkel bridge over troubled water and kiss alive so that that's what i think of it. i think it's very cool that they've managed to also drop today all the merchandise packages for kiss alive and i've just been looking through them um, the first thing that catches my eye is the illustration t-shirt of In Concert 1975-76. If they got rid of that stupid text at the bottom, In Concert 1975-76, yes. I would buy the shirt. Because that t-shirt is absolutely fantastic. I've got a lot of issues Feel with it. it. I've got mm -hmm. a lot of issues with that t-shirt, but it looks absolutely fantastic. Number one, Paul Stanley is stealing Ace Frehley's pose. The rock star leaning back. They've, re they've replaced his, uh, what was it, a Firebird on the live cover with, uh, looks like a Marauder, one of the Smashers from the era. But the the general arrangement of them, Peter in the background, Angry yeah. Gorilla ready to do his jungle drum solo, Gene about to run that 25-inch tongue up the neck of his bass, Ace, well, is he staggering? Is he having a seizure? He's just being ace. Uh, right right out front and center. They're standing on the world. They got a I love the logo. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but yeah. you know what that you know what that, that shot is from, right? Obviously not. That's the Boutwell poster. Well, I'm not a photo expert. Or a merch that was, expert. That's the um or an expert of any sort. I happen to One moment. Here we go. Yeah. It's not that. It's that. It's that photo shoot, but it's from the same photo. Yeah. Shoot. So it's based off that, you know, because obviously, even in the age of transformative art, they don't want to get sued by the photographer for illustrating something that looks anywhere near a photo. Yeah. Yeah, but it's from that. It's from that shoot uh, at Michigan Palace, which is the same day as the <laughs> "Come On and Love Me" rock and roll and I videos videos were shot. Yeah, so uh, it, it's, thought... it's close enough, but not yeah. the same as the album art, which was my point. And, of course, they're illustrating right. onto a world. So it's like Kiss World, the beginning. All right, Andrew, your thought on some of the merch. <laughs> Sorry. Um, 
Well, it was funny. We were discussing this episode. This hadn't even been announced yet, but knowing that this was Kiss Alive Day, we all knew that this was this was coming. Um, let's talk about the bundles first. And Julian, I did misquote what I said earlier uh, in the day, but if you look, it, it I thought that the the record was sold out, but it looks like there's there might be two records. I mean, I'm looking. I don't see the one that I saw that was sold out on the mobile website, but if I go on the actual desktop site, I see a sold out record for 35, and then I see the other limited edition 2LP for 46. Regardless, um, it's interesting that this release does not have a record in the bundle. So there's two different bundles. There's the platinum bundle and the gold right. bundle. And it's got that t-shirt that Julian mentioned. It's got the Viewmaster, which is super cool, in the platinum bundle, and these really cool buttons. And then in the gold bundle, it's that same t-shirt, the buttons, and then a um, hologram poster which is similar to the artwork used on the T-shirt. Peter's pose is different in that, in case you, in, you know, Eagle Eye fans are wondering. So what do you guys think of those? Well, <laughs> uh, the, the album itself, um, sold by itself, I think I, the reason is it's not in a bundle is because of the problems they've had with the albums and the returns and then, then the album's not being ready um it's kind of screwed up the whole bundle thing i think so i think they decided to keep the albums aside and just you know by themselves um and having stated that though the album itself i was expecting a gold <laughs> vinyl me too, me but, too. but it's it's a splatter kind of vinyl um but I don't understand the colors. Um, at first, I thought, oh, wait a minute, they're they're using maybe they're using the colors of the that are in the the center label, like blue and red and green and what. But nope, it, it wasn't that. I thought, oh, shoot, they should have done that at least, you know, tried to match those colors that are in the label if they're going to try to do that. But it was kind of to me, it was kind of random and kind of weird. Uh, to a degree, uh, the the color that they chose, but the bundles themselves, I think, yeah, they're okay. Um, I, I saw the Viewmaster. <laughs> you know, they had a Viewmaster. I, I would have liked to have seen. I don't think. Do they show that all the pictures that are in the Viewmaster? They don't, and it almost looks like it say it comes with five slides or five discs rather. Right. And I wonder if all the discs are the same. I hope. I would hope not. I would hope that it every picture on each disc same, is different. Uh, I hope it's a picture, some pictures that we've never seen before. But I have a feeling that's come on, come on. Ken, Ken's a new Kiss fan here. Ken's a dreamer. It's gonna said, be this, hope... it's gonna be those same pictures off that Alive trading card set from 2002, yes. 2003. Yeah. Those know, are the pictures they on there. Yeah, it would be cool if they did the a bunch of discs and did the, maybe like the the. Uh, was it the the card set? Um, oh yes, oh yes. And used those a lot of those pictures uh, from the uh, collectors. You know, t- was it Donruss or whatever? Donruss. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Donruss. So um, otherwise, the bundles. Yeah, the the silver. You know that poster kind of. I almost I was thinking about that poster, the holograph. Okay, like, it looks pretty pretty cool. But I don't know. I, I, also, I did I, I did go ahead and I did order. Uh, the vinyl, because I just, it, it's just, you know, I just have to do it. <laughs> it's just like one of those things. Um, but otherwise, uh, it's your standard fare of the bundles. I agree with Julian about the t-shirt and about the writing on the bottom. I thought, oh, that t-shirt looks cool. And then they saw the writing on the bottom underneath. So it's like, why didn't he, why did they put that there? Just take some black Sharpie and just color over it and then it'll be gone. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. No, because in your head it'll still be there. Uh, what about the other shirt, the the baseball shirt? I think that one's super cool because that's. I like the that, baseball one. Very very retro looking. That's very yeah, that's that the is retro. Iron. That's yeah yeah exactly. I love I love three quarter sleeve shirts to begin with. So, um, that I'm I'll probably end up getting that one. That one's really cool. They don't have a revenge one. I'm sorry. I said my piece. So you know, I'm holding out hope. Lonnie, Lonnie, what do you think of all that merch? I'm I. As mentioned, I, I think I'm going to get that, that three-quarter sleeve shirt's great. I love three-quarter sleeve shirts because I long sleeve shirts don't work on me because I got these long, like, lanky seventh grade arms. So, like, long sleeve shirts, like, come up here on me. So, I'll probably end up getting this, the, the three-quarter sleeve shirt because I like those like, really well. And I 
the 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 alive the alive color the alive color it was is disappointing. It looks like it almost looks like it's what like like the shit they have left over from the unmasked exactly. that we haven't gotten. Oh, yet. It's like it's the like, shit that should be on asylum. The colors that were left it, over. It reminds me of like the unmasked one that we haven't got yet, but it's like the ones they fucked up on. So, oh, what are we gonna do with these batches? Well, we'll make those alive next month when we do a live. Is what it looks like to me. So, but we were <laughs> as much as I. But I sit here and I complain about it. I'm still gonna order it because I've ordered every one except Dress to Kill, which was a really smart move on my part. So. <laughs> I'll still I'll still order it, even though I even though I'm not happy with the color scheme on it I'll I'll still get it. And who knows it may look I'm better like, in I'm person. Like, I'm a sheep and I'll get it. It may look better in person. We've we've gotten vinyl that looks different than the picture. I know that. So. We've we've gotten vinyl that works wor- that looks worse in the picture. Hence the that's true too. The original album, which is really bad, and the 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 concept of it looked really cool, but what we got looked like just like a, a you might have had one splat. One little mark in it. <laughs> so. We'll see, but I'll I'll get it. But I do the shirts are are better than what they have been. I just hope I just hope they're not like some of these other shirts, like those. You've seen people who got those unmasked shirts and like they were falling apart like after they washed them the first time. So it makes me a little a little leery. That's why you're supposed to buy two: one to keep mint, the other one to disintegrate in no, your dryer. I'm not I'm not a racist fan. I don't I, I, I'm not buying two of them. You wear the one. Can you, other, can you one imagine? Can you imagine <laughs> explaining to somebody of 50 years? I bought this thing that is made to wear. But I didn't wear it. But I bought one to wear, and that one fell apart. What? Yeah. That, well, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. You're a Kiss fan, aren't you? You're a Kiss fan. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that makes, that so makes sense. Then. That makes complete sense. I th- I've got a problem with some of these shirts. Uh, the triumphant return of Kiss with the yes. 1974 promo photo, the dagger photo, just looks mm. dumb. That just, Wasn't that an ad, though? I, I think, think it was it, an ad. I think it was an ad. But it still looks dumb, and on a T-shirt it looks even worse. As does the kind of illustration "Rockin' Alive" T-shirt. Just not to my taste. If you like I, them, if you click on the individual Viewmaster "Kiss Alive" thing, you can zoom in on the photos uh, that are on the reels, and I can't tell the difference. What really catches my eye is the award. Platinum does not compute. It should be gold because "Kiss Alive" is not certified platinum. It's it should only, be probably it's, it's him, only but... ever been certified gold. Yeah, it should be quad platinum by this point, I oh, think, yeah. um, minimum. But uh, that that's the, really catches. Personalized Alive Platinum Award. Well, how are you going to do that? Um, rest of the T-shirts, the, that litho poster, buttons, I don't care about. The T-shirt with the album cover, why? You could buy that at a bootleg bargain bin. Um, I like the Alive Tour one, which has kind of the Dress to Kill... Um, era ad artwork use, which is obviously the live tour artwork as well, for that matter. But the LP I ordered, it looks like garbage. I'm really not impressed after we sat there, you know, telling them what we wanted and they didn't do it. I'm very upset that they're not listening to this show, obviously. Um, I'm, I'm more disappointed that they're not listening to the show. Um, so I'm, I'm no problem criticizing them now. Maybe so they are. They'll Maybe never they are. hear. They'll just say, what can we do that'll annoy Julian? Because he's really annoying. You know, the uh, the logo on the Platinum Award l- looks like, uh, to me, the, the KISS logo needs to be a little bit tighter together. It's a little bit too much spacing. That's just my my eyes. But well, uh, he, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So I, I, click on, I, I, I click on that award. And so this is... I get I, I'm so angry at this award. <laughs> Couple reasons. Couple reasons. Please. Number me. number one, that inlay. Who was the graphic designer on that? That looks like dog shit. That inlay, where it's like the band is tiny at the bottom, and then like we're just gonna take a some other smoke and some other stuff and just put it above there, and it just it looks like we just slapped it all together. Where's that Peter? Looks, well. <laughs> He's like tiny, he's tiny, tiny, tiny back there. That looks ridiculous. I know they're trying to include the artwork in, you know, the design of, of the backdrop on there. I don't think that is, no, that that sucks so much. That sucks so much. What I would have done if I designed that, put the fucking, the, the back of the album cover back there. And like, put it on, like, make it black and white. 
and then just put it on just like a little angle and have that be the backdrop and make it blurry too. So you kind of know what it is, but you kind of don't know what it is. That would have looked cool. And what the fuck is that label on there? It's the wrong label again. Wrong. You are absolutely wrong. Mean, I'm wrong. You're wrong. Which label? You, can, oh. you couldn't be more wrong. Okay. Because it would it? only be the blue label on a gold record because that was the label stock when it was certified. If it was certified platinum, it happened post-77 when all the uh, other... It would have, you know, if it had been recertified yeah. at that level. So then it would be using the Filmworks um, label, which it clearly is. So well, Yeah, it, it's the Filmworks so no, label. Because but... It would have been certified platinum after the, the Camel, the Casbah label, had been used for that one-year period. So it would have been platinum post-May 77, I think, or... Um, that was when the Filmworks label was int- Jesus Christ, this is nerd talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, but hold on. But hold the phone. But hold the phone. That same – if you look at the same awards, the mm. awards, they, they, don't, they don't follow that same school of thought. I don't disagree with those facts, Julian. What I'm saying is that the other awards, they mix and match what era of labels that they want to use. Right, First of all, you, the Dynasty label, completely wrong. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But you couldn't possibly what, – what label do you think should be on there? Do you think it should the, be blue? One hundred percent. But then 100%. again, there, there's no such thing as a blue label platinum kiss award. But there, there's there no, is, there's no such thing, thing as, as a platinum kiss award. So it's all <clears throat> But first of all, that that blue that blue label is synonymous with kiss alive, my opinion, because then it should be gold. When they, even when they reissued the album in 2014, they used that blue label. They went back to that blue label. That That's the label that they should be using. Why all of a sudden are they creating a new label that's in there? Now, I, I, I understand it's the Filmworks label. I, I understand that. I understand when that came into play. I'm not arguing that point at all. I know that was an actual label. But I, I'm telling you, it, it the, the school of thought is that that should be the blue label. And furthermore, you're right. It should be gold. And that logo fucking sucks. Actually, I never saw a picture, and I know it was stolen at Sean Delaney's funeral, of the in-house double platinum award for a live. Does, Andrew, do you have any idea what label that used? Because that would be the definitive uh, answer to... Offhand, I don't, but I, I do know where there are pictures of that. Yeah. I do know where there that, That's actually an interesting thing, but I think in terms of its design, Lonnie, is this popping, and does it want to go onto your wall? Hold on, hold on. Hold no, on. it does not want to go onto my wall. I mean, there's, if I'm going to, if I'm going to get, if I'm going to get, I haven't bought any of these. I mean, I have, I have some awards, but I haven't bought any of these, like, my personalized drone awards since they started coming out. I guess it was. Yeah, I presented a, an award to myself. Right. I, have you, have you bought any of these, Andrew? No. No. I mean, I, I have some awards, but I, I've never bought the awards that have my name on them. But to each their own. I mean, some people, some people have them and. And some people have like revenge is not available yet. Ergo, I don't, I don't have any of these yet. And you can't, but when the revenge one comes out, it, it'll probably be, it'll probably be tempting, and it, and it will eventually, you know. But more tempting than the Sonic Boom one when that comes more out. More tempting than the Sonic Boom one, yes. The Sonic Boom, the Sonic Boom one is almost as relevant as the Platinum Alive one. Is, well, hold on. Well, hold no on. Such thing. Well, let's hold the phone. Let's hold the phone because. You know, with today being Kiss Alive Day, I was kind of going back and, and rewatching, you know, Kiss Alive stuff and just, re, you know, kind of just, you know, going back to that era and just getting all warm and fuzzy inside. So when I watched Kiss at Midnight, which is a really great Kiss fan film that somebody created, um, <laughs> there is footage from the third night at Cobalt Hall where, where hold on, I'm pulling it up right here. They received their gold awards. It was a gold award with the blue label. Hold on, hold on. And now they've sold a million records. Yeah, but they didn't recertify back then. I mean, hold on, hold on. I'm going to mute it. I'm going to. All right. So I can't see. I obviously can't see the awards clear enough in the video to see what label is on those awards. But I'm certain that that is the blue label because this would have been. It, right, it is the blue. It is the blue label. Yeah, but it that's is the blue label. That's, just, that's the gold one. We already know that. I've got pictures of the of gold alive awards. That's not so you're question. telling me. So you're telling me, hold on, you're, I just want to know what you're telling me. You're telling me that, that what's his name, that I forget his name right now, came out and said Larry Kiss Harris. sold a million records, and they gave him a gold award? 
Is that what you're telling me? That it's now sold a million. It's like they did not recertify albums in 1976 after the initial certification. Because okay, when, right. did, when did the Platinum Award come out? Oh, man. I, I couldn't yes. know. I'm... <laughs> what was the first album awarded Platinum? It has nothing to do with Kiss. It was the same case for Aerosmith. Had its albums okay whatever this is a dense conversation <laughs> literally two dense guys having a conversation about but, utter but what irrelevancies saying, what but I'm yes saying. he could have come out that and said at that time in 1976 he could have come out and said it sold two million copies but here's your gold award because there were no uh, there were no multi-platinum there were no platinum awards there were no recertifications done at that time albums okay. only started being recertified for over what their initial you know, gold was after the fact. So that's why if you look at the Aerosmith catalog, and I only say that because I'm working on the book at the moment and I'm looking at these sales figures daily, all their recertifications didn't happen until 86. Right on. So, you know, even for platinum. Okay. So let's just, so, okay. So I'm not disagreeing with that point at all. I'm not, I'm not challenging that point at all. But what I'm just saying is that I can, it it still should be that blue label. It should be that blue label. What I'm saying. Let me just say say this: the <laughs> they could have done uh, an award, and like they had double platinum, they had two discs. Why not have a gold and a platinum yeah. disc Ooh. behind it? And That's the platinum one. disc behind it, you're hiding the label. The front one, you can have the blue label. The front one could be the gold. The back one could be silver. Higher the hiding name. whatever. <laughs> Hire the voice man. of there reason speaks. That's a, that's Hallelujah. Great, no, that's an excellent point. Would, they did excellent. it for double platinum. Why not do it for a life? It's two discs. That's the, and the double platinum one actually does look good. I mean, I, I like that. It, it does look good. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yes, I completely agree. The anyway, voice stands. The voice of reason does stand. He is. <laughs> that is. A, that is an excellent point. Um, he didn't earn so the title. Okay. He is the title. There you go. <laughs> he is the title. That is correct. But but I but I digress on that whole thing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat up this award anymore. Um, but um, I I do I like the pins. I like you know the button set. I like it. I, I actually I like why. the viewfinder. They call it a viewfinder, but it's actually um, when you scroll in and look at the magnification on the images, it's actually called Image 3D. So. That's, oh. Yeah, and the details do specify, you know, um, featuring five reels with seven photos each, including three live reels and two from behind the scenes packaged in a black gift box. Total 35 photographs. That actually sounds like a really cool little item. I don't know if I'll buy. I don't know if I'm going to buy one, 75 bucks. But that's actually a really cool idea for them to do for this and maybe for future. Yeah. album bundle releases as well so you know i'm gonna hand it to them i've, I've criticized t-shirts i've criticized the vinyl i've criticized the award but here i think that's a really nice idea i do agree with andrew the buttons are neat they're just little you know trinkets that are fun yeah. you know to use as prizes or you know if you're into that so i think those are nice product the uh seriograph i mean come on that's an impressive photo any day of the week but again you know awesome. uh the hood shirt the hoodie looks pretty cool as well with the yeah uh, i do i like that quite a bit i like the like the japanese lettering in there i they don't need to put the kiss logo on everything and i think this could have i think this could have been a little bit cooler without that kiss logo yeah i don't know if it's it's necessarily needed i like if you go on the website and when uh you go down the uh the live album that, that it says it's sold out when you flick your mouse on it um it's alive too. This it's alive too. It's really nice. <laughs> uh, but if you look, but if you're scrolling, so I'm just going to show you my phone here. So that's where it says, and that looks like this is the, the 2014. If I can ask yeah, if you notice the price on that one is $35. Right. But if you scroll back up to the top, the actual limited edition two LP, you know, puke color vinyl for $46 is still available. Still available. Yeah, I just um, scrolled. I just scrolled down, looked at that double platinum award again. Yeah, spot on, Andrew, with your observations about. Uh, oh, Ken. Ken. Yeah, talking about the voice of reason. <laughs> totally wrong side of the screen there. Um, yeah, you're, you're totally right, Ken. No, the, the double platinum is 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 a beautiful is a beautiful award. Even Good I enough. I liked the solo album award. I even liked the rock and roll over. 
award that they did there. There, there were definitely some. That's the only one I've come close to buying for myself. The Rocket yeah. over to to date, and obviously the only one I've bought uh, was obviously the one for Mark, just to torture him. Des- yeah, destroyer. Yeah, you know I don't have any him. interest yeah. in having. You know, it's, it's it's not like you know. Let's say I, I did some work for them, you know, and that album went gold. You know, like Psycho Circus did back in the day. And I had actually done something to justify my name on it other than buying 19 copies of it throughout my life, or in the case of Alive, 190. Um, it, it just doesn't it doesn't appeal to me. And I've seen some people's walls where they've got every single one of these. And you know what? Mm-hmm. It looks absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. It is a very impressive uh, either gift for someone or a gift to yourself to celebrate your fandom. It is mm-hmm. an absolutely wonderful idea, and I'm glad that they have done it, especially when you compare it to those ones that they did in the late 90s that just looked like trash. Awful. Do you kind of wish that they would make it horizontal, especially if it's two records, like kind of change it up a little bit? Do you think that it's more of the same, and that's kind of why the artwork has kind of petered out over time? I think it's more authentic in keeping to the original sort of mm-hmm. form factor used by, you know, the framers like Illegal. I mean, these days they do very customized ones. Like, again, Psycho Circus was a very... Which is beautiful. It's beautiful. gorgeous. I'm, I'm jealous of anyone who got one of those uh, because that really is one of the best-looking originals, for better or worse, uh, you know, awards. But I also like the simplicity of the old floater style very mm-hmm. much versus the one that have like, the blank cassette, which just looks dumb. Um, you know, what, what are those, the early nineties, the ones that you could get from Loretta back in the day, or maybe even still. So you guys want to move into some topics from the board? Because I didn't think we would rant. Well, some of us would rant. Some of us would have reason about this, uh, alive announcement. We almost turned it into a whole show, which is not what we want to do. So we had a few topics from the board. I only went out and bothered finding one. So let's start with that because it is all about me. Um, Ken, are there any Kiss albums that you associate with particular days of the week? And this actually did become a topic on the board, which, you know, kind of, mm. I think it was more about Friday and Saturdays, you know, Friday night. And I think they were alluding to, you know, Saturday night's all right for fighting. So is there kind of like a, an up weekend album? Is there like a party weekend album? Is there a Monday sucks album? Is there a hump day middle of the week? Oh, we're getting towards the weekend kind of album. Or do you just listen to the, the things and forget it? It's whatever you're in the mood for on that day, yeah. not about the day. Yeah. There's, there's no, no real particular day. It's more for me. It's, it's more of either um, a season or a month uh, type of thing. Um, for instance, uh, Kiss Unmasked for me was a, a, a summer album uh, for me. Um, the Elder was a kind of a, a dreary, rainy fall, you know, winter or whatever type type album. It's like I can remember. I, I remember buying it, not knowing it was out the actual day it was released. Uh, I ended up going into the record store and seeing it, and uh, I didn't think it was a Kiss album first of all because of the, <laughs> the cover. Um, I barely knew it was a Kiss album until I saw the the small logo in the you know upper right hand corner. Um, but uh, that was kind of a dreary, rainy day for me, and so I kind of remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I brought it home and enjoyed the album. Um, and then there's other albums, uh, you know, even uh, the solo albums where it took me two times to get the four. I went, got two, and they went back another time, maybe a couple weeks later, got the other two. Um, and but the, I don't know what day of the week, or I, I just know it was in the fall, I think, and uh, pretty much shortly or around the time they came out. Um, so yeah, there's no day. Otherwise, yeah, for albums, I just listen to whatever, you know, whatever my mood is at the time. If I feel like a Kiss album, I go, okay, I feel like Asylum today for whatever reason, um, and I'll play it. It doesn't matter. It's just a mood thing. Lonnie? Um, I tend to agree with, with Ken that, you know, it, it's more about just what kind of mood I'm in at the time. If I'm, if I'm listening to 
you know, some some eighties hair metal type stuff, you know, then I'm then I might be in the middle might be in the mood for, for some for, for some eighties kiss or something. You know? I don't necessarily associate with, with days of the week. I think but you know, maybe maybe alive on the weekends, you know, it's a good it's a good something to put on while I'm maybe doing some housework. I don't have to go get up and 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 do a whole lot and I can just put that on and, and just let it go for for an hour plus. You know, it's a good feel good weekend type type album. But I think I tend to agree with Ken where I listen to them more. I tend to associate him more with like the time that they came out more than anything else. Like Kiss Kiss is really big about releasing albums in the fall, you know, um, we're, and we're getting into that season where, you know, I, don't, I, I tend to, to associate Kiss albums more with the fall than than anything else. So. You know, people always talk about a, a big summer album, you know, a song, that, uh, an album that was big to them a certain summer in their life. But but Kiss is more of a fall band than than that. Um, you know, Revenge came out in the spring. So, I mean, I default back to that, I guess, more often than I should. But if there's a, if there's a Kiss summer album to me, it's it's Revenge because it, it came out in the spring, you know, in, in time for summer, even though they didn't tour for it properly. Um, I read tour until the fall. But um I don't know. I don't really associate with with days of the week. I'm I'm more along lines with Ken, where I, I associate more with times of the year than anything else. Andrew, what about you? I, I'm exactly the same. And and to me, Kiss is kind of a a fall band. Mm-hmm. The two biggest records that came out in the fall were the two most important Kiss records in my life. Obviously, Kiss Alive, and then Psycho Circus. I mean, I remember when Psycho Circus came out. It was the first studio Kiss record that I bought new. I was in seventh grade, and I was just over the moon that there was a new kiss record for for me to buy and just something about it something about like crunchy leaves on the ground wearing a jean jacket and just going and and buying a new kiss record for me it's just it's something that i that i'm like well how cool would this have been if i bought this in september of 1975 that would have been so cool um you know furthermore I, i i always made trips up to cadillac michigan in the fall so that further cemented that this is kind of like kiss is a a a fall band and and i remember you know I, I went up to cadillac in october of 2015 for the 40th anniversary which is five years ago man for the 40th anniversary of uh, of kiss going to cadillac and it was just it was really cool being up there in the fall and i don't know something about kiss is just a fall band so i associate these records with the time of year that that they came out and and you guys are both right there were a lot of records that kiss released in the fall the solo albums asylum I believe it was Crazy Nights and Animalized too, yeah. mm-hmm. and Lick It Up, and, and Lick Creatures, it up and Creatures, Creatures yeah. Smashes, yeah. I don't. And, 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 and their newer and, and the newer ones, Sonic Boom and Monster, both come out in the fall as well. I mean, they they continued that tradition. Yeah, because they knew that the kids had worked all summer mowing lawns and had some extra disposable cash in September, and going back to school was really brutal. So they rewarded them with a new album and took their pocket money. <laughs> save their lunch money. They didn't need lunch, and they they saved their money for the the music. But I but I just remember that that one fall of 1998 where Kiss was everywhere on Fox. I mean, I remember watching the previews channel, and I wish I could find this. I haven't been able to find this. If anybody has this, please let me know. But I remember watching the previews channel where you were like watching the channels like scroll back and forth. It was the TV Guide channel, and there was Kiss on there promoting Psycho Circus and promoting Mad TV, and you know yeah. Halloween night was all about Kiss on Fox and. Yeah. Yeah. I just I remember I remember that time I remember making the fake I'm, blood recipe and I'm right there with you. Blood. Yeah, I'm right there with you with, with 98. You know, I mean, I, I was in college and and I, I ditched class that day so I could go buy the album. You know, the moment <laughs> Best Buy opened. You know, did it was yeah. it going to make a difference? No, but I had to have it at, at 10 o'clock. I'd, I'd be the first it. one to have Correct. it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I both when that came out and then when the box set came out in 2001. I had my mom pick me up early from school so we can go right to the record store to get those. And she was like, but Christmas is coming up. I'll, I'll get it for you for Christmas. Yeah. I was like, no, mom, I need, to, I need to have it that day it came out. I even remember when the second coming came out in November of 98. It came out the day after I saw Kiss at the Garden. And I was like, mom, please, I got to have it. I got to have it. And, you know, I got to hand it to her. She always – she she knew that um, if she – fanned this kiss fandom she's like well he's never going to be into drugs because if i just have him spend all this money on kiss stuff he's never going to have money for anything else <laughs> <except> <laughs> kiss stuff. 
So, um, I just, I, I remember that fall of 1998 so, so fondly, even though that, you know, fall of 96, the fall of 97, I'm still a Kiss fan, but something about the fall of 1998 for me, it was just, it was so, it was so, so cool. So, um, so yeah, I mean, for me, it's just, it's about being in the fall and here we are September of 2020. And uh, yeah, Kiss Alive is is going to be on the playlist today, but soon it's going to be Psycho Circus and just remembering all those rich times and those really rich experiences. So, uh, so, so, yeah, Thanks, it's Kiss September yeah. of 2020 to remind us that we're only nine months into this hellish year. We're not all the way through, but we'll still have more Kiss albums to celebrate. We just keep it positive. That's that's really nice. Hey man. But wait a minute. Yeah. Lonnie Lonnie was lying. He told me that he listened to the Peter Chris One for All album on weekends when he did chores. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm unanimous with you guys that it is more about seasons than days of weeks. Um, days of the week, pardon me. And again, because I became a fan in the era when it was September, 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 every September, there's another Kiss album coming out. Oh, wait, this one's coming out in October. Oh, wait, this one's coming out in November. You know, so it was always the fall going in. The good old days. Yeah, and it was the good old days. The only thing I really associate with the day of the week, and it's not really a day of the week, it's a day of the year, and, and it's my birthday when I went out and bought Asylum. That's the only real association I have of an album with a day um, throughout the calendar year. I don't really think of these particular anniversary dates and think, oh, it's a, it's a live day today. I need to play Kiss Alive. I think if on a Monday, if it's a tough Monday, I'll put on an upbeat Kiss album. But that's about as far as I go. I guarantee I never listen to Carnival of Souls on a Monday. <laughs> it, it just clashes with the day of the week. So I'm more likely to put on Asylum or the first album or Dress to Kill or Rock and Roll Over on a Monday. Those are upbeat ones. And then Weekend, it's whatever kicks my fancy. It's not like, uh, this is my Friday. Peter Chris 1978. No, that's any day of the week for me. <laughs> love it. Love, love it. Um, it. It's all about what I'm doing for that one. Peter, I've listened to Peter's album a lot when I'm writing. Because it's just it's perfect background music mm-hmm. for that sort of thing. So, you know, you may have jokingly said that, you know, Lonnie listens to one for all to doing chores. But Lonnie, you've mentioned listening to albums when you're out jogging. I mean, there yep. are ones that you wouldn't listen to True. while doing that. Um, yeah, like tomorrow, today was an off day. So tomorrow is Kiss Alive from cover to cover for nine miles. That's, that's the plan tomorrow morning. So there'll be Lonnie running down the street, recreating Paul's raps. Like Black Diamond. In, in high decibel. The neighbors, the neighbors love it at five thirty in the morning. <laughs> Where is that guy's shirt? <laughs> he he took it off. After, out of his mouth? He took it off after Strutter. <laughs> yeah. Why is he wearing a jacket now? Where's where did that jacket go? <laughs> All right, let's move on to some other topics. And this is just a public service one for anyone who likes watching new shows. There's been a. Uh, is it a leak? It's an upgrade, I guess. Uh, top quality Buenos Aires, September the 3rd, spe- speaking of September 1994, has just been posted on YouTube, direct from a hoarder. So, I don't Great know. time period for the band. Musically, oh the band never sounded yeah. better. Yeah. That is I, the I, high point of I, the Revenger. We've talked about it so many times. Yeah. I remember... Uh, what. What night of Buenos Aires was on Kissology Volume 3? No, Volume 2, I'm sorry. Don't remember. Volume 2 or Volume 3? Three? 3. 3? What night Three. was that on there? Do you remember? Not the top of my head, no. Can't remember the top of my head, but what I do is I remember several nights putting that on at the Kiss Coffee House and just letting that play, and even some of the staff was like, man, they, they sound great here. They, I guess they didn't realize they were expecting to hear, you know, Here's another one for you, or Fade uh, in the Lightest Room. They were expecting to hear that kind of stuff, but they just heard this awesome rock band. Um, so love, love, love that era. Uh, the only thing I can make, the only thing that was cool in that era was the Unplugged era, and I thought the band sounded yeah. fabulous during during that time. That I would go, I would love to go back and relive that era because I was only nine years old in 1994, and uh, I didn't really get to soak it all in. While I certainly remember watching Kiss on Jay Leno with Garth Brooks. 
I thought they were going to be in makeup. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. It was nine. What the hell? <laughs> but I remember watching it when that happened and uh, didn't appreciate it at the time, but I certainly do now. But uh, yeah, Buenos Aires 94. Freaking awesome show. Awesome band. Awesome band. Yeah. I was just trying to find the answer to your question about which one was on Cosology 3, and that was Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. So. Same same tour, same tour. Uh, we were doing and a bunch and of stuff also a fantastic show. That's you know I got rid of yes, all is. my Cosology bonus discs because I had most of them in better quality from other sources anyway before that. <laughs> but this is the only one that I kept, and it really is fantastic. I kept the Weenie Roast from '96. Mm-hmm. I love that show, and the the Madison Square Garden '96 show from from mm-hmm. there was great too. There's some good um, stuff, and when I hit that search page, you know what really bums me out is. The third search results on that in Google was uh, Kissology 4 Contents Revealed, August oh. the 12th, 2011. Yeah. Oh, it's Six that years later. It's that long ago that just breaks my heart, which moves wow. us into kind of the next topic. And Ken, you mentioned this as something to talk about. Did anyone watch the Aussie bio on A&E? And uh, do you think that the KISS documentary is going to follow a, a format? And I think you mentioned it's only an hour and 25 minutes running time once you add in the commercials. Ken, have you watched it? Yeah, I watched. Well, I tried to watch some of it today during uh, time breaks or whatever. Uh, so I saw about a quarter of it or so, or maybe almost a half, third, whatever. Um, and... Uh, you know, it's it's done pretty well. Uh, I'm actually surprised uh, how how good it is. Um, it, it doesn't, you know, it focuses a little bit on when he was a child, of course, but it, it doesn't, you know, use a lot of time on that. Um, and it goes into, you know, the type of child he was and where he lived and growing up and when he got his first amp, how how black Black Sabbath formed basically based on an ad that he said he had a, you know, an amp and and a, you know mic or whatever you know equipment. That's the one reason that they went and checked, you know, went over to Ozzy's house and you know say hey what's going on and then they they just decided well you know it looks like he can sing good enough and they they formed the band. Uh, so I only got so far, but they have, you know, band members, they have sisters talking, you know, interviewed even. Um, but it's all really well done. A lot of even illustrations and some new things that they even, you know, put in there. So if it's going to be done by the same creative team, uh, if the KISS one that we're supposed to get in the fall, uh, is going to be about you know using the same team. I, I think it could be you know pretty good. Uh, you know you, you can hope for the best, but I think it's definitely professionally done. It doesn't look hokey like some documentaries are, where they're just like, oh, this is so you know bad. Like or, the Breaking the Bad documentary that was kind of oh hokey. my gosh. Yeah, stuff like that. Or, this one looks really you know well done. Really. Not very, very nice. So, have you, Ken, have you seen the cream documentary yet? I haven't, I don't think I've seen the cream one, cream one yet. I've seen lots of documentaries, but I haven't seen it. It's only pay per view directly off the website, isn't it? It hasn't made it onto any of the streaming channels yet. Um, I don't know. I think it's on some of the streaming channels, but the physical DVD release and no Blu ray that I'm aware of as of yet. The the DVD release is September 15th, so Tuesday. Okay, so cream's gone. All right. Uh, no, I haven't seen that one yet, but I, I'm hoping that the, the KISS one, uh, you know, they talk to a lot of pe- different people, and I, I think they have, uh, but I hope it's the same somewhat creative team that did this Aussie one. It may it may be pretty good. Again, is it is it hour and 25 minutes of runtime enough for for a KISS one? Probably not, but... Depends how it's done, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I'm if curious about it, this Aussie one. Is Aussie featured in it a lot, current Aussie, or do they use a lot of archival? They use a lot. No, no, I find current. it very hard to listen to him now. Well, you know, they have him now even. They have some older uh, interview you know, footage, but they have him a lot of the newer Aussie, you know, current Aussie interviews, and it's it, it's, it works. It works perfectly fine. You can understand him. 
<laughs> you can actually understand that. And, you know, just sing the, just Ozzy, just sing it. We can understand you when it, you're singing it. It, don't it actually, you know, it, it, it worked out well. Um, I'm guessing they had to do, you know, several takes uh, sometimes to, to maybe get certain things right. But uh, it, it, I had no problem with it. Lonnie, so. seen it? I have not seen it yet, but it's on my playlist um, for the weekend or for Saturday anyway. Um, I, I'm, I'm very interested in it because I've, I've mentioned on the show before, my brother loves Ozzy the way I love Kiss. So Ozzy was very prevalent in my, in my house growing up. So, um, and I've seen him a bunch of times, obviously, um, for that reason. So I'm, I'm very interested to see it because I've, you know, I've, I know, I know a lot about, you know, Ozzy just, just from him. So, um, very interested and excited to see it. So I'll have to defer my review on it. Yeah. Same here. I haven't seen it. Um, I, I wouldn't go out and find it, but if it's on one of my streaming channels and ridiculousness isn't on, then I would probably watch it ahead of going into any of the news channels. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> Ozzy and me, I like Ozzy, you know, until no rest. And then I checked out. I mean, the last time I bought at the time it came out was just say Ozzy. And that was just to hear the uh, shot in the dark version on there. So, Love that song. yeah. But That's once it got into No More Tears, I went back and listened to that years later. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. You know, there's a few good songs in it, but I didn't get I like what, No More I, Tears. Yeah, I didn't get what all the hype was. The song itself is absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's a couple of others that are on there. Afterwards, it's all kind of downhill until the most recent album, which I thoroughly enjoyed, Ordinary Man, the su- kind of the surprise mm-hmm. album. That mm-hmm. shocked me how good it was. Yeah, I didn't um, have high expectations and, for it, but I love yeah, it. Yeah, and how contemporary he had managed to be, including, you know, Post Malone. And I don't remember who the other guy was on the other track, but it all worked very well. So, yeah, I'll watch it. But, you know, I just don't want to watch anything that's got Sharon in it. Because, Sharon! <laughs> yeah. There's a little snippet of Sharon, uh, at least the part I saw, but uh, there's not, they're not, there's not a lot of Sharon, I don't think, in it. But maybe it'll be in the latter part because when she starts running his career, so I'm guessing we'll see more Sharon. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I, I will check it out. You know, and I'm, I'm not going to make a date with it. You know, and say it's a Saturday night, I'll have to be bored. You know, there's been some good documentaries that I've watched this year. The ZZ Top one, that little band from Texas, has mm-hmm. been absolutely incredible. I do look forward to seeing the Cream documentary as well. Okay. Um, Andrew. There's a great one on Tower Records that came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's on Crackle TV, which is for free with ads. So uh, if you're, if, I would seek that one out, especially um, if you're a record store geek, like I'm sure all of us are. But to hear about the history of Tower Records was freaking awesome. Yeah. The Cream, and another one, the Cream Magazine documentary is coming out on uh, DVD this this month, I believe. So. Yes, yeah, September 15th. Yeah. That should be yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the documentary. I saw it when it was at the Rock Hall last year. They did a screening of it at the Rock Hall. Oh, okay. Um, the only big difference between the version that I saw at Screen of the Rock, well, it was the name was different. It Boy was Howdy. called Boy. It was called Boy Howdy at the time that oh, I saw okay. it. Yeah. And yeah. and the only thing that was different was kind of rubbing the wrong way. And he was also removed from a lot of promotional material. But Ted Nugent was in it a little bit more prevalently in the cut that I saw. I mean, they removed him. Favorite. That's a shame. <laughs> no, no, it's it's a shame. I mean, he was such a part of that scene. Yeah. You know, love him or hate True. him for what he does, his antics now. I mean, come on, separate the musician from the other stuff yeah. because there's no other way. Listen to the music. Got me. Come on. I will happily spin, spin stranglehold. Give me, you know, wango tango. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I love Nugent. You know, I'm not I'm not well versed on him. I can't have a conversation on an album by album basis, but mm-hmm. I've got every album up until uh, self-titled in what I think that was uh, 82 and then penetrator came afterwards. So I, I lose track of it, but I love those 70 albums with Derek. It's just a soundtrack yeah. from that era. So if that's the case, it's a shame. All right, before we wrap, because I, I don't see any point in just trawling through the board on any other topics. There is one topic worth mentioning at the end. Cassius Marsh show. That's too many 
S's in one sentence. Um, what a great kid, man. What a he, great kid. He's, yeah. he's not a kid now. He's, he's all grown up, and he's a fine young man. And he bagged he Ace Frehley for a video interview, which is setting the world on fire, already been picked yeah. up by Rolling Stone magazine. Rolling Stone? Um, Listen, it, good for him. He, absolutely. He, for sure. He is the mm-hmm. future. He's the future of all this. And he's going to outlive all of us, obviously, just by sheer because oh, yeah. he's younger than all of us. <laughs> but, I mean, what he does is super cool. He interviews not only just KISS fans. He not only interviews you know, people in the KISS world, but he's he comedians. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, I got nothing but good things to say about him. And I hope one day he can bag Paul Stanley because that's who should be interviewing Paul Stanley. That would be so cool for him and cool to hear how he approaches somebody like uh, interviewing Paul Stanley. So, uh, so yeah, awesome for him. Great, great job. Great job, Cassius. Yeah, absolutely. So do check it out because Ace was on pretty Acey forum as well. So yeah. very, in this, ah. in this juncture, he was pretty, uh, pretty Acey. Yeah. And so on <laughs> and so forth. But there we go. Um, we're not around next week. So we were going to, well, I was going to drop the documentary next week but we decided to go early in the run-up to the release of origins 2 don't forget that that comes out next week we're gonna do a look it's rock and roll episode with the team a review of the album of an album and uh if you didn't catch it i've had my got my physical copy of my last album reviewed on there was Dawkins' new release on the look it's rock and roll podcast. I gotta get that. I gotta get so that. if you want to hear all about it the japanese version has a bonus track um yeah so we will be back in two weeks. We're going to do our roundtable about the Origins 2 album then. And you'll get to hear what all of the guys, because I'll just host it because I've already pontificated enough about it, um, thought about the album, the songs, the execution, and whatnot for Ace's album. So for now, have a good weekend. Go listen to whatever album you listen to on Friday or <laughs> Thursday or whatever day. Saturday! 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 Yeah, that immediately came into my house. There we go. So right now, for Andrew, for Ken, Lonnie, and myself, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Bye now. Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ Podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.